Welcome to the City Rev Life Podcast. Glad that you're here. My name is Justin. I'm sitting here with Pastor Roby, and we are going to continue our conversation on biblical masculinity. Yeah, absolutely. We're in a, we've recently done a series called Faith and Logic Volume 4, where we've talked about masculinity and femininity. We've done some podcasts on femininity and kind of digging a little deeper. And we're also doing some podcasts digging a little deeper on masculinity. And I think part of the reason we're doing that is sometimes in our culture, we're like afraid to dig into either of those subjects. Sure. Yeah. And there's also, it's one of those concepts that if you don't stop to think to define it, you just kind of assume it. You just kind of like have certain ideas in the back of your brain. We're just talking about this in a recent small group where it was like, we're trying to define what is the kingdom of God? And it was crickets, you know, because yeah. it's like one of those things you just go right past. Yeah. I think that can happen with this idea of masculinity and femininity. Yeah. And so what we're trying to say is, okay, if God is the inventor of men and women, and he's uniquely made, he's made both in his image. So men and women are equal. And there are many similarities between men and women, but each are, are also um, reflecting something about mm. him. And so we want to highlight those and celebrate those. And I think that's a really important point you're making, Justin, because if not, then either what our culture says will be how we define masculinity or femininity, or what our tradition says is how we'll define masculinity and femininity. But we actually want the scripture and what God says to critique both tradition and culture and help us understand those. Right. And we had a conversation about courage and one of the ways that that is um, displayed and articulated in scripture. We looked at a couple of passages. Today we're talking about a different aspect, characteristic of masculinity. And really what we're going to focus on is this concept of loyalty or allegiance to God, Um, that what it means to be a man is someone that has just unwavering loyalty Mm -hmm. to God. And so why don't you just give us a little bit more of what what you mean by that, how you're thinking about that idea, and where you get that from in Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And again, in each of these, uh, whether we're talking about aspects of femininity or masculinity, it's not that they're not present in the other. So it's not mutually exclusive. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, of course, we want to raise um, men and women of character and courage. Like we talked about last week as often associated with masculinity as courage. Of course, women show great courage and we want to raise mm-hmm. uh, young ladies with, with courage. But there may be unique ways that God is expressing this uh, through different genders. And one of those is specifically manhood, masculinity, and this idea of allegiance or loyalty to God. And I think a great passage for this where it's very clear is in 1 Kings chapter 2. And to set the stage, it's really this very dramatic moment. It's Mm -hmm. King David's deathbed, basically, and he's giving instructions to his son Solomon, who will be uh, Mm. king uh, after him. And so it's his final instructions to his son. So it's kind of this really powerful moment. And especially when you're thinking about manhood, David is such an interesting character. Uh, Obviously, he had incredible strengths and some really marked flaws. And so it's not like everything we see in David, you know, we model as masculinity. In fact, uh, David is highlighting we're waiting for someone better than David, the son of David, Jesus, Mm -hmm. who is the perfect expression of a man. But there are things about David that really express manhood. Um, You know, he's a he is a, a warrior um, fighting sometimes for good for the sake of others, sure. sometimes not. 
He's also a poet. You know, mm-hmm. he's a, a great worshiper of God, has led God's people, mm-hmm. and even his psalms today lead God's people into worship. And so you see just some really great aspects of him as a man. But I want to just uh, take a look at this. This is 1 Kings chapter 2. Maybe, Justin, you can read sure. um, just 1 Kings 2, 1 through 3 as just final instructions from David to his son Solomon. When David's time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son, saying, I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in his ways, keeping his statutes, his commandments, his rules, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. Uh, It's so interesting there that he very clearly says to Solomon, show yourself a man and then defines that the very next thing he says is you do that by walking faithfully Mm -hmm. in the rules and laws and and commands of God. You're, you show yourself Mm -hmm. a man and the very next words out of his mouth is be faithful to the Lord. And there are ways that Solomon did that. And then in the end he, he didn't. Um, which is a, a part of the tragedy of the story, and again leads us to longing for someone greater than Solomon, who is it's fulfilled in Jesus. But here's what th- this is: part of manhood is an allegiance to God and a loyalty to God. Yeah. And why that's so important is because that then implies a submission to God and a humility before God. And that is, that is a correction of some negative associations that our culture or some traditions put on masculinity. But it is very important. I, I think of it like this. And I think it, when you see it, you see this real masculine strength in that idea. Mm-hmm. I think of like a king that there is a, a, a soldier, a knight, a warrior that bends his knee before his king and says whether by my life or by my death, I will serve you. And I just think that's just such a great, powerful representation of masculinity and a superior representation of masculinity than, say, what's often uh, depicted where a man might be just an egomaniac. It's all about himself. He doesn't bend the knee to anyone. It's all about him. Or it's a very dominating presence, as if a a man is perpetually dominating the situation and dominating the people and often particularly dominating women around them, kind of this alpha male kind of uh, idea. Um, And I think this actually is a far more Mm. strong, far more mature view of masculinity that a man has a king, namely the king of the universe or the king of kings, Jesus, has Mm. a king and he bends the knee to serve this king and to serve the kingdom of this king. And there's this beautiful submission and powerful submission and humility that is inherent in mascul- masculinity, according to the scripture. Yeah, and you can see domination and egomania as two just clear temptations for someone that's inheriting Solomon's position. Solomon's sure. going to become king. The temptation and just the way you, the way you rule as a king and in antiquity and even today we see like the human impulse to leverage power for their own gain um, feed their own ego to dominate over people but david saying to solomon hey act like a man you know to have this impulse this is what it looks like to reflect um this part of god's character is this 
unwavering loyalty and submission. And the idea of a king submitting to a higher authority is a powerful way of disrupting some of those negative impulses of dominating or or having that ego. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's right on. If Solomon, who is a king, can bend the knee to a higher king, then a man, regardless of where he is at in authority structures, can su- submit first to God, and then by submitting to God, can also submit and serve other authority structures in, in their life. And so uh, a lot of times what is um, depicted negatively about uh, masculinity is that if you lift up masculinity, you are automatically lifting yeah. up this alpha male, dominating, ego-driven kind of person. And that's not God's design for masculinity. Mm-hmm. That is immature or broken masculinity. Yeah. And so um, we, we want to correct that, and that starts with, we also don't want downtrodden men that can't stand up for truth and justice yeah. and righteousness. But then, how how do you um, how do how does that that um, strength play out? Well, it plays mm-hmm. out in an allegiance, a loyalty, and a submission to the King of Kings, to Jesus. And so that's that's yeah. what we want to build right. in in our own lives as men and in our young men. Yeah, and as I hear you say that, you know that even that phrase, "Show yourself a man." I think in our world, in our context, we hear that phrase used. Hey, show yourself a man. In situations where we're trying to tell men don't show emotions or yeah. uh, show yourself a man like, um, you know, you've got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure this thing out yeah. yourself and you don't need the help of other people. Yeah. You got, like that's the concept that comes into our mind. And I think our culture is reacting against that concept. Right. Yeah. They're saying, hey, we don't want that. Like that's not what our, our yeah. world is saying. But then the temptation is. Okay, well then let's just be passive. Let's just be these right. passive men, um, you know, who just kind of sit around and and don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. And or, or we just don't know how to define masculinity. And and it's like in our yeah. present moment, uh, I think you're exactly right. Our our generation is reacting to negative views of masculinity, which is sometimes actually tied into various traditions. Sure. Um, and so then in reacting against and saying, hey, that's like damaging and hurtful and even oppressive to people around you. And and I think if if the view of masculinity is this dominating egomania, yeah, I think we as Christians, as people who are anchoring our our, our lives to the Bible, would react against that too and say yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. But then there's this vacuum of then what is it what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to have the strength um as a as a man? Yeah. And and how does that strength play out? And, and, and how does that strength in femininity play out? The Bible speaks to both of them. And in this case, I think what is so, what's, um, so powerful about this uh, uh, submission and allegiance and loyalty to God mm. is that it requires a, man, a manner of self-control. Yeah. It, I, have to have, um, I have to be able to lead myself in order to submit to God. And... Uh, a lot of times what comes with that dominating egomania is also this really adolescent view of masculinity mm-hmm. that reduces masculinity down to following bodily urges 
and without really any control. I yeah. I express my sexuality how I want and, and in kind of a dominating way. And so a lot of times womanizing is associated with masculinity as if women are something to be conquered and to kind of show dominance over. Or mm. um, I, I maybe a, a man goes to work and no one tells him what to do and he's his own man and, and kind of bucks against all authority. Sure. Um, and really kind of la- has no self-control and, and lacks the ability and the strength to submit himself. And so these kinds of, these kinds of things, it's not a mature mm-hmm. view of masculinity, this idea of a, of a man that lacks self-control and lacks self-control over his body, that's really just a child. That's yeah. adolescence. That's not we even mature have a masculinity. Phrase, we have a phrase for that. We say boys will be boys. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. They're being children, right? It's yes. like no self-control they lack the maturity and it is you know when we hear you know um, show yourself a man in our context the last thing on our list is well that means they're trying to get them to show extreme allegiance to god you know that's yeah. not that's yeah. not what comes into mind but here here's david giving his son parting wisdom as he's about to step into this incredibly you know important significant role and he's saying show yourself a man by being completely committed to the Lord, submitting yourself right. to the Lord. And that, you know, that cuts against domination, cuts against having this egomania and cuts against this childish adolescent, well, I, I'm, I'll do what I feel yeah. like. And ultimately, like you said, Solomon will fail on all three fronts. Mm-hmm. If I remember the story correctly, mm-hmm. all three fronts, he will fail right. and fall short, which points us to, we need someone greater than Solomon who can redeem masculinity, who can redeem us. Yeah. And that ultimately is found in Christ. I, I think that's really well put. And um, what I, I, I would say, kind of the practical application of this is um, humility is part of masculinity. And uh, that's mature masculinity because mm-hmm. it's in the image of Christ, who's the ultimate expression of, of manhood. And so uh, I think we men are should be pursuing humility. I think men, we should be pursuing um, serving God uh, over our own dreams, desires, urges. Mm-hmm. We submit to God, and that is masculine. That's manly. That's strong. It takes a lot of courage and strength to serve God, regardless of what He may call us to do. We we walk faithfully through whatever season He calls us through, mm-hmm. and so I think that kind of humility and submission to God is a, a practical application of that and and just a radical a life of radical submission to our king is a sign of masculinity i think the other side that's important is what are we teaching our our sons you know yeah. I, I have a son you have two sons justin and so we want to raise these men these sons to be men and so we want to start them early training them part of masculinity mm-hmm. is an allegiance uh, to God, it is it is a bending the knee to Jesus, and it is recognizing that Jesus is our King, and and that kind of submission. And one of the ways that that gets should get expressed is that we're told in the in the Scripture to obey the authorities that Jesus has allowed into our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want my son to honor his teacher at school. Um, I want my son to respect and and uh, honor his coaches Mm -hmm. i want my son to respect and honor his mother i want my son to to submit to and respect his parents and those who are in all types of authority over him because he's submitting to god Mm -hmm. and 
the watching how and raising sons and of course raising daughters as well but in this context we're talking about sons raising young men who know and understand that submitting to authority is ultimately submitting to god in their life that is part of mature manhood yeah that's right and that that is the way that we are called to live as as followers of christ who submit and trust that god is the one who has set up the authorities in our life and there are moments right throughout uh, history and even Christians in the world now who, who live in difficult situations. But even in the scripture, the context that the scriptural command to submit to the authorities in our lives was written in the context of the Roman Empire, where there was an evil, oppressive yeah. government situation. Uh, and at the same time, as followers of Christ, if the question is, are we going to obey God or obey man, our unwavering commitment is to God. Right. And I was even thinking, uh, I was listening this morning to the uh, story of Polycarp, who was uh, one of the early church fathers, uh, very influential, mm. um, committed to just sharing the gospel, standing firm on the truth, and he was ultimately killed for his faith, uh, died as a martyr. And there's a few famous quotes that survive from the account of his death. And the one that, uh, the one that just sticks out is this, this idea. Here's this old man Polycarp, and here's what he says. He says, 86 years have I served him, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? Wow. And here's someone who's being threatened uh, with death. Uh, you know, he can get out of death if he will only make a sacrifice to the emperor or forsake Christ. Um, he will be able to live. And Polycarp's answer is, how can I possibly um, do anything but submit and give my allegiance to my king who's mm. been so faithful to me? And so he goes to his death uh, with that unwavering allegiance. And in my mind, that's that's what we're talking about when it comes to this mm. manly allegiance and loyalty to God. Yeah, absolutely. And you were telling me that he even, uh, according to the story, even as he's walking out into the yeah. uh, out into the arena, yes. uh, I think he does. He get burned at the stake. Is that how he, he eventually dies? Yes, he gets burned at the stake. And as he's uh, walking out to the arena, as the legend or story goes, um, he he hears a voice from the Lord. Right? Yeah, he hears a voice from heaven that says, "Be strong, Polycarp, and play the man," which is a reference to First Corinthians sixteen, the passage we talked about last week about being a man of courage. Wow. And uh, just that as a picture is just a, a mirror reflection and an echo of Christ, right? Yeah. It, it's just, that is the reason that that just kind of pulls on. There's something innate, I think, in a man. You hear that kind of story, and it just yeah. kind of resonates because it has its original sound, you know, its original image in just Christ standing silent before his accusers, unwilling to mm. flinch. Um, taking beatings and being mocked and spat upon and standing firm in the Father's will. Mm -hmm. I think that just resonates with us, and that's what we're, we're, we're after as men. I think that's awesome, and uh, I think in the end, being a man, according to God who invented humans, is not beating your chest and saying, I'm in charge, I'm the best, mm -hmm. uh, I'm the greatest, uh, no one can, you know, no one can top me. No one can tell me what to do. That is not what manhood is. That's what childhood is. Manhood is saying, I know who the alpha is. His mm -hmm. name is Jesus. 
and I bend the knee to Jesus mm. and I will, by my life or my death every day, I will serve my king, mm. unwavering, unflinching. And because he served me, he died for me, I will die for him, unflinching for that truth mm. and for who he is. That's what masculinity is. And it requires submission and humility. And that's what we want to see in our lives. And that's what we want to raise in the lives of our children. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap up this episode of the City Rev Life podcast. We hope this was an encouragement and challenge to you. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.